The first reading talks about the role of women in the church in one way. St. Catherine of Siena presents, presents a very different model of how a woman can exercise her vocation within the church. So we'll start with Dorcas or Tabitha. And we must remember that in the ancient world, making clothes was what women did. It defined women. If you look at Homer, the women in Homer are always sitting at the womb, uh, weaving away. And, you know, in the days of when you had no machines for making clothes except a loom, um, it was heavy work to keep everyone clothes and it fell to the women. And Tabitha or Dorcas, where she is, exactly where she is, does it with charity. Okay? Makes clothes for the poor. Right? And in that she finds her holiness, outstanding holiness recognised by everybody. Catherine of Siena actually grew up in a very, very large family. I think she was 23rd out of 24 children or something, a very large family, even by standards of those days. And they used to work in the cloth trade. They used to dye cloth. So Catherine could have slipped into all that, could have made a good marriage, but no. Catherine was caught by a love of God, a profound, deep, romantic love of God at a very early age, and devoted herself to prayer locked herself up in a room, and in a house of 24 kids, it was, I think, something about the size of a broom cupboard, but that was her room where she could go and pray and find solitude. And she did. And in that solitude, when she encountered Christ, God then sent her out, having, as she, to use her own phrase, to build the cell in your own heart. You talk about monks or nuns living in a little cell, a little box, a little room, where they can be away from all distractions. She was a strong woman who could build the cell in her heart. So wherever she went, she took that quiet, that contemplation, that profound connection with God. And from that, she could do great things. She started by nursing the sick and overcoming all her squeamishness um, I won't go into all the details of what she did, overcoming all her squeamishness about the sick and their, and their bodies that were broken and festering. And then she moved on to um, reconciling the fighting communities of northern Italy. <coughs> and as she grew in wisdom, um, she began to write letters and writing other great spiritual writings and eventually, because the church at the time was torn in half, eventually she went to Avignon, where the Pope used to live but was under the influence of the King of France, and very firmly encouraged the Pope that he should return to Rome, which he did. She wore herself out with her fasting, her prayer, her journeys, and died at the age of 33. She wasn't officially a religious sister. She was a Dominican laywoman, made vows to be a Dominican laywoman, as we have our chapter of Dominican laity over at St Dominic's. But she shows another example of what women are called to do in the church. And for Catherine, the vocations within the church are many and varied. 
She is quoted in the Catechism for her saying that God could have given everyone the gifts they needed so they were completely self-sufficient. But that was not God's wisdom. God's wisdom was that you have some gifts and you have some gifts and you have some gifts, but you lack others. So you need her and he needs her and she needs him. And we depend upon each other in humility and we serve each other. And we can generally do things for the good of others. And that builds up the unity of the church. Of course, the other basis for the unity of the church, I mean, it all comes from God, but is the Eucharist. And Catherine had a strong devotion to the Eucharist, which she loved to adore and receive. We have in today's Gospel that those who actually have faith in the Eucharist can believe Christ's words about the Eucharist, they will remain united to him and united to each other. It's our strong devotion to the Eucharist that keeps the church united. And if this celebration of the Eucharist is a celebration of the unity of people of God, it is so because it is a ceremony when we adore and receive and are changed by receiving the very body and blood of Christ. So let us take St Catherine as an example. Let us come to this Eucharist wanting to be transformed into Christ. Receive him into the cell of our heart. And then be sent out to serve God's church, to courageously confront what is evil, confront it with the love of Jesus, sweet Jesus, as Catherine would often say, sweet Jesus love. And do all this not for our own glory, but for the glory of the Father through the Son and the Spirit forever and ever.